I'm not used to people that like aren't Jabril, my buddy who lives here, going to movies with me. So when I have to remember that someone else did, I just don't. It so was me. That. It was me, Austin. I didn't have that part on tape, so you're safe. I did not have recorded the section where you said, have you seen Morbius yet? Oh yeah, you saw it with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and They'll only because it was free. You know what I mean? Like I, There was no other context where I was going yeah. out to the major multiplex yeah, to see Morbius. We right? sat at a coffee but, shop and I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? And you're like, nothing. And I was like, want to go see some bullshit for free? And you were like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, you did I, say I free. Yeah. You did say free. Yeah, free's my favorite flavor, baby. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's that's the I savor the flavor of free. Um, and so and tasty. I and I, I live in it and I revel in it. And you know, like, would I have preferred a screening of Ambulance? Sure, but you didn't have that. Would I have yeah. preferred a screening, uh, another screening of Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I had seen just a few days prior? Sure, sure. absolutely. But my buddy Caleb was like, hey, I got a free ticket for Morbius. You have lunch plans? And I was like, I do not. I do not have lunch plans. So we, <laughs> so we sat down at technically an IMAX. That felt like a LIMAX to me. That felt like, that felt yeah, small. No, the Super Screen DLX or the whatever it's fucking called. Is uh-huh. Limax. I'm gonna call it Limax from now on. I've never thought yeah. of that before, but it's genius. That's Limax. That was that was not because I I had again just a few days before that scene everything everywhere all at once in like IMAX IMAX in like this takes up this is a football field size screen. And you saw it in the Lord's like, aspect ratio. Exactly. I saw God's act. I, truly truly getting a little high and going to see everything everywhere all at once late on a thursday night in true imax i saw the face of god i looked up and what i saw was the lord and uh and at that moment her name was (laughs) michelle yo um and it was what a what a picture uh you haven't seen it yet right yeah i haven't i never got the email back from my screening request so i just kind of had the fucking deal that's terrible. Hopefully, I can go see it soon. But, but yeah, it know. opens for real in two days from this recording, so it should be yeah. screened somewhere for you. It's just about you being able to like actually like sneak away. Yeah, in the break night. away and go. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sneak away in the night, or like you know, throw the kids out the school bus. You know, and it's like let's go. Daddy's got a movie to see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get your movie. Come on. Daddy's got plans. Leave me alone, please. Thank you. Yeah. Da- Daddy's got places to see. Daddy's got to see what the New York Times calls the best multiverse movie ever. Get out of the car. <laughs> the minivan <laughs> did a rolling stop by, <laughs> by fucking. Excuse me, I uh, don't own a minivan. Rutherford I'm a cool B. Band. Hayes Elementary. I don't own a minivan. I'm a cool person. Oh, I see. Well, that, this time comes for all, man. I, everyone, save this clip, because one day, <laughs> one day, Daddy was going <laughs> to post a picture of a minivan. And ever this is your moment to clown. This is yeah. everyone save the receipts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, I won't. I just won't. That's the how I'm. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I just now refuse. you're afraid. It's against my. It's against <laughs> yeah. my my core being. I could not. I cannot. What are you? What are you? The kids of dairy? Because sounds like you're afraid of clown. Sounds sounds like you're afraid of the clown. What? <laughs> That's the town from It, right? Oh, I haven't seen that, Kevin. I That's don't right, because you don't movies. you don't like spooky scaries. I haven't either. I, I haven't like seen any scaries. version of It, so because like 
I guess people that make scary movies and I disagree about clowns and how scary they are. Whereas, like, I don't find them expressly pleasant, but I am not... Spooky clown don't scare me, okay? Also, clown... spooky clown doesn't have to be demonic. It can no. It can be spooky all by themselves. Uh, it doesn't exactly. have to be uh, evil, evil. It's, it could just be a clown. It's too much sauce on the steak. You know what I mean? It's too... You, you've added too much, and now it's just like a little... I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing, right? That you took the spice right. jar, and instead of like a delicious... You know, you, you pat it a few times, you know, get like a nice flavorful coating. You just took the fucking, you just, you just took the old bay and you just fucking smack, you turked the lid off the old bay and you fucking turned it upside down on top of the seafood <laughs> steak, right? You just fucking, yeah, on that surf and turf, you just dumped it. Um, yeah, so clowns, get out. Uh, honestly, dolls, not scared of a doll. I could overpower a doll. Not a big a fan. Uh, but like every time someone's like Chucky's scary, I'm like, <laughs> you're an idiot. No, Chuck, Chucky's uh, silly. That's why yeah. I, Chucky's a goof. That's why I like Chucky. Yeah, Chucky I'm is not hunt, like, hunt oh no, <laughs> oh no, a little clown. What's scary about Ch what's fun, what's great about Chucky is that like he has Brad Dourif's voice. <laughs> He's just a little fucking scamp. That's yeah. what's great about Chucky. Yeah. Uh, little kids, I don't get it. Get him out of here. Get the, I don't, they're not scary. A little child turning around and being like, "Wanna play merry-go-round?" I'm like, "That's not scary." No, it's, and it's an easy answer. Uh, no, not. What are you gonna do again? The doll situation. I could overpower a child. I could overpower several children. I've seen the slap. Says, I know how to beat a kid. I've seen the slap, <laughs> which is, of course, we are referring to the canceled NBC drama and not uh, the recent event at the 2022 Oscars. Oh, sure. Um, uh, which, which, of still. course, when you said the slap in an episode that will come out in April 2022, everyone knew you were talking about the Zachary Quinto-centric NBC yeah, drama no, about a man slapping no a child. <laughs> yeah. And that it's... was... The slap was the biggest example I've seen in television recently where like there's a lot of shows where you put this on you're like this should have been a movie or even more so with the slap this should have been a one act play yeah. you're trying to make a whole show out the slap you need this needs to be a god of carnage-esque you know yeah. uh, uh satire be, this needs to be a, a, a if not god of carnage it needs to be a pig right like it, it's gotta sure. be something that with nicolas cage is that what you're talking about Huh? Yes. With Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Okay. Yeah. My gonna, beloved pig. If you're gonna do it, do it. Do a satirical John Wick kid slapper. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sounds sure, sure, amazing. Sure. I'm gonna make this. Yeah. Go make kids. <laughs> kid slapper. Uh, you know, I'm honestly shocked that like Nick Cage or or Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I'm, I'm some WWE cast off not being in a movie called Kid Slapper. Honestly, feels like like a real missed opportunity. Yeah, someone's fucking up, and guess what? Sh I just made it clear been. it wouldn't have been me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know Hollywood Hogan. He never really had the the movie star career. But if you got like, I mean Randy Orton can't fucking act his way into a paper bag much less out of it but you know like a randy orton or yeah, yeah, um sure. oh the miz what am i talking about the miz would slap a child 
yeah. of course. Yeah. Get what the Miz you, in there. Where were you? Where was your head? What was I talking about? Star of the Marine 3 through 6, <laughs> Mike the Miz Mizanin, uh, would, should be in a, in a WWE original film called The Slap. Yes, indeed. 100%. An adaptation of the NBC show of the same name. Uh, I said we should talk about Morbius, but honestly, the main problem with Morbius is there's not much to... It's it's bad in a very bland way. Yeah, it's bad to, in the way that um, garbage is. So... Yeah. Um, it's bad in a way that you don't have to explain it. Everyone just gets it. Which is unfortunate, both for it and us. <laughs> like, there's just something... So, and you know what? I will say this. God bless. Under two hours. Um, they cut that shit down. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see, you can see the seams. <laughs> they left the seams where they took the dress in uh, of, of the film Morbius, right? Where they rolled yeah. up the cuff yeah. of the pants. Because, like, I feel like half the film's dialogue is delivered off camera. And there are some characters that I'm like, I'm not sure... Jared Harris said a line on camera. <laughs> I think yeah, no, we talked about all, this. A tremendous he was all off camera. Yeah, a tremendous waste of someone who has become Hollywood's uh, erudite voice, right? Like the guy One of our that great stands gravitas in actors to say smart things. And a movie mm -hmm. about a scientist didn't get a chance to really say any smart things, and that f feels like a, a, a crime. It does, in fact, feel like a crime. It absolutely feels like a criminal crime. The kind that Morbius would either stop or commit. Unclear as to uh, his his nature. Um, because he seemed like an okay guy. He didn't want to be a vampire. But then, at the end of the movie, spoilers, no, if you're listening, you don't care. You don't, you don't care. You might think you care. You don't care about spoilers for this movie. But at the end, Michael Keaton comes down and he's like, hey, I think we should go do something sinister he didn't even say that but no he just brought up spider-man in a universe he, where you've never seen spider-man and this so supposed to assume then that he knows who spider-man is and so morbius goes oh yeah that guy i know that guy oh of course like, spider-man you're like oh you oh you do we've all met um when when were you gonna let us know that <laughs> like where was he hmm? where was you were anybody doing, you were doing this mentioning in... spider-man New York. All of this was happening in the city of New York. Uh, so where was where was Spider Man? Nobody where was he at? Him. Nobody even brought him up. At that, no one was like, "Hey, Mr. Police, get Spider Man on the phone." Nobody. Get hey, Tyrese Gibson, who is asleep. <laughs> hey, someone wake up Tyrese. The wake camera's been rolling. It was it was so nice of them not to wake up Paw Paw when the camera was rolling. Right? They just let Paw Paw keep sleeping. Um, Incredible. Incredible. I, I mean, I, if you want to read my in-depth review, listener, dear, uh, go for it. Um, <laughs> there's not much that we can say. Like, honestly, there are a few things that I like. Um, sure. But those things were almost always nipped in the bud by the fact that even though I liked them in the moment that I liked them, or, or when I thought back on it, the more I thought back on it, or a moment later, uh, it was represented differently. Like, the movie couldn't make up its mind about anything. His sonar changes, uh, the way he moves, wicked changes all the time. Um, the villain who's played by uh, Doctor Who uh, previous, Matt Smith, it would be Uncle good in previous. a movie that was aware of how goofy it was. Like, yeah. I think Matt Smith in a Venom movie would eat. 
I really do. But oh, like, man. Yeah. No, you saying that. Absolutely. Should have. Who did Venom fight in the first one? I feel like you and I were having the same question outside Morbius, and neither uh, of us remember. Because in the second one, Riz he fight, Ahmed fight, plays like another Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, right? Uh, I mean, I know who Riz Ahmed is. I was just like, he fought Riz Ahmed. What did Riz Ahmed do that was so wrong? He was like in charge of a, a tech company that found the symbiote on a satellite or brought it back from space, and was doing experiments on it. Doesn't sound good. Sounds sounds dicey. But what is he? What is he? What did he do? What is his? He allowed the symbiote to like bond with him because he thought it was you know. Um, let me pull a like, line out that you would recognize from almost every bad sci-fi thing ever. The next stage of human evolution. Oh great, good. Oh, so he's just like another Venom. Yeah. Well, I was yes. looking up a picture of this guy. He's just another Venom. Yes. Hmm. Well, yeah. good thing they. Did two of these, and he just fought, he just fought two venoms. Remember when remember when the Marvel universe had a deep and systemic problem with how it created villains that were unsympathetic and um, were had goals that were obviously not going to work because I know there's a sequel. Um, sure. Sony has an issue where they pit their characters against villains of the same, or mm -hmm. sorry, of similar yeah. or literally exactly the same. You but sets. bad, which. Which Feige does as well, but he rarely does it twice in a row, right? In a lot of these first movies, you're fighting you but bad. You know, Iron Man, Doctor Strange. You know, it does happen. Yeah. But he doesn't usually do it two times in a row, fighting two Venoms. Right. But, you know. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to bring in Carnage. And guess what? Carnage do be He's Red Venom. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, listen, I don't know much about Venom, right? I know him as a Spider-Man villain. I don't read his solo material, but yeah, if you're doing a second Venom movie, Carnage has to be in it. He, yeah. he's got, it's gotta, you gotta do absolute Carnage. It, you, you simply must. It, right. it was a requirement. The solution would be don't do Venom the first time also. Don't, don't do it again. Yeah. We uh, thought you'd do it one more time. Also, the, I mean, this is going to sound mean, but they've earned it. Uh, the solution would be to have some courage and make an R-rated movie about a character whose suit is made of blood. His suit is made of blood. Literally made of blood. Comic Because Cass has to make himself so... bleed for the symbiote to take over. Goddamn. Did that comic in a books G13 so stupid. Comic books are so dumb. Wicked dumb, dude. He's, my suit is made of blood. And if you're eight, you're oh, like, oh my god, that's the sickest shit I've ever seen. Bro, it's so that's wicked, though. It's but, so like, we, all we do as adults is, like, fight about these little books that are like, well, no, his suit is made of blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if we're dorks. All we, all we do is have petty arguments about these guys who are like, no, it's alien gunk mixed with blood. No, no, he fell into a vat of eels. <laughs> That's Eel. why he is the way he is. Yes. You idiot, you fool. Oh my god, I forgot that was how they gave Electro. No, he was saving a blind man from crossing the street, and then he was hit in the face with radioactive waste, and then he was blind. You, if, you imbecile, you fool, you Philistine. <laughs> How dare you not understand, my lord and savior? The 
the, 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 intr- the intricate, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like 30, 40 years late to this uh, conversation, uh, but I've been reading uh, some Daredevil from them. And I will say uh, that Frank Miller could write and draw some Daredevil yeah. comic books. Yeah. That was, he was, he did a good job yeah. with that. Applause to the man. Good job, sir. Yeah. I understand why people asked me so many times for copies of your Daredevil at the comic book store. Because it's very good. I mean, if there's going to be someone to write that comic, it does seem like they accidentally uh, fell into the right choice. Because he was an artist first. Yeah. He was like, he was just an artist on Daredevil. And he does that for, uh, let's say, 10 issues. And then he must he convinced them. He's like, no, I can write it too. And he was correct. He could. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, one of my favorite uh, artists, Sean Gordon Murphy, who did uh, Punk Rock Jesus and mm-hmm. Joe the Barbarian. Um, and did, some Batman stuff. And, yeah, did the Batman White Knight stuff. Uh, I mean, he's small market, which in small market you see a lot of creator-owned, so they, like, do the art and the writing. But, like, mm-hmm. once... Uh, so I think Joe the Barbarian was first, which was written by someone else. I cannot remember who. And then um, fucking Punk Rock Jesus is his own thing. And like, is it an incredibly rote and goofy premise? Yeah. Yeah. The Catholic Church takes the Shroud of Turin from a museum, gets the DNA off of it and clones Jesus. And then accidentally makes twins and then tries to dump one twin in a river. And that twin gets picked up and becomes a punk rock star. Like, that's wild when you know will when will we come up with new stories you know i just i've seen that a thousand times it, it's <laughs> like come on when are we gonna come up with new stories come on that old chestnut that old chestnut of uh joseph being washed down the river yeah so, like come on moses moses come up with another story please i mean why when you don't have to why come up with a story when Moby, Morbius somehow still made $80 million in its opening weekend? Internationally, let's not, you know, it, a pretty low domestic return. We can blame the rest of the world for this. Um, it's not like but they didn't I, have fucking news, Kevin. <laughs> what? It's not like they didn't have the fucking news. They could have turned it on and been like, oh, everyone hated this. But no, instead they decided to defy God and will go watch the movie. Listen, man, I don't know what people consider to be a hit anymore. I feel like we just kind of decide. I feel like a lot of movies come out that make the same amount of money opening weekend. And sometimes we say that amount of money is a flop. And sometimes we say it's a hit. What's going on there, guys? What's happening? Explain to me, please. Uh, Explain this. America, explain. Um, So, yeah, get ready for Morbius Sweep, Morbius Franchise, Morbius film film world i mean who knows maybe it'll have a second weekend precipitous drop off you don't know you don't know because opening this weekend also i mean the triple feature of sonic the hedgehog 2 ambulance yes and everything everywhere all at once finally getting its wide uh release so you know yeah. Maybe Morbius about to get fucking curbs a triple curb stomp coming in. 
I mean, you Sonic's know? gonna sell like bunker busters because it's, well, yeah, it's... Sonic, the first Sonic was huge, and I, the second Sonic will assumedly also be huge, right? Like that right. feels that that that's determined. That no one is questioning that. Right. Um, ambulance and everything everywhere all at once is much is much more interesting. Obviously, we're still in a pandemic, so there are still a ton of people that don't feel comfortable going back to the theater at all, right. um, whether or not they were in the habit of it previously. But I'm very curious to see how those two will fare out. Now, Everything Everywhere All at Once has, like, huge word of mouth, um, right? Like, it's yeah. the high, it's the best-reviewed film in Letterboxd history, right? It's, like, wow. sitting as the number one best-reviewed film on average uh, ever on that particular website. Um, you know, it's got incredible critics' ratings, and, and people that have seen it are all, like, gushing about it. Uh, Ambulance is a film by Michael Bay, so I feel like you already probably know if that how that pill's gonna go down. Yeah. You know? Hey, Ambulance, by the way. A it's Michael Bay-ass movie. Yeah! That's all I want. I saw that and I was like, and Michael, Michael, you're back, baby. Oh, Michael, come here. <laughs> yeah. oh, give, Michael, give yeah. your mother a kiss. Come on. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ambulance-pilled. I'm seeing it this weekend. Opening weekend. Ambulance it's hive. It's great. <laughs> Rise um, up. You can tell that he was also on Twitter when James Gunn saw the drone bowling alley uh, uh-huh. footage in 2020. Um, yeah. Except where James Gunn probably will use it like once or twice. Michael Bay was like, what if it was the conceit? Yeah, thank you. Michael Bay does not do anything once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that is what, what is, is beautiful what is about this, What is this um, subtlety? I do not understand. I don't know why I made Michael Bay French. Uh, what if... He was Michel Bay, and he was and he was a Frenchman. That would be so, <laughs> so bananas. I guess that's what Luke Besson is for, that predator. Um, but if Michael Bay showed that, I will make the Transformers. I like when the cow, the American muscle car, turns into a robot man. And I will sell you Mountain Dew. You will drink my Mountain Dew. I made the gut milk commercial. You can lick my shit. <laughs> he seems like a really great person to hang out with. Yeah, Michel Bay. <laughs> He's my new character. Hey, Lorne. Hold on. I gotta call Lorne Michaels again. Lorne, buddy, let me back on the show. I got a great new character. <laughs> He's, okay, get this. He's Michael Bay, director of Michael Bay. Yes. But he's French. Yeah, who would uh, Who would have thought? And Michel Bay. Who would play French Call me Michael? Back. Who would play French me. Michael Bay? Me, Kevin. You would, or Vincent Cassell. Oh, oh, yeah! yeah. Oh, mag- magnifique! I would, I would watch this. <laughs> I, would, uh, oh. I would watch either version of this, you or Vincent Cassell. Why don't we Zid get? Ni- why don't we, we do it we, like John? Both. We both why don't play. We do it like being John Malkovich, and there's mm. just like dozens of actors. Like, well, not like John, being John Malkovich because that's just all John Malkovich. But what if there You're was thinking just a, dozens what about that movie of people where, like, playing Michael Bay? What was that? The Imaginarium there, of Doctor Parnassus, where uh, Heath Ledger yeah, yeah, was yeah, originally there's... cast, and then they added Johnny mm-hmm. Depp and Andrew Garfield and Oscar. Well, Isaac no, Andrew Garfield shit. is not playing. Oh, okay, all right. Excuse me, sir. Heath Ledger sadly passed away, and he is replaced in Triptych by uh, Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp, and Jude Law. Um, okay. Okay. In these, I wasn't in these, um, wrong. you were not wrong. Andrew Garfield is in it, but he is not. He's he is not. not a Heath. He is not a Heath. He's one. He's not one of the Heaths. Okay. Uh, there's also that movie. I think I want to say it's called "I'm Not There." 
where six different people play Bob Dylan. And it's like oh. Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Richard Gere. Good um, I know. There's like a couple other recognizable folks either, but uh, I didn't see that movie, so I can't remember. Uh, but that's that's it. I, yeah, I think we... Or we could do... What was that? Love and Mercy, where uh, Paul Dano plays young Brian Wilson and John Cusack plays old Brian Wilson. Sure. And that's me and Vincent Cassell. Which, like, honestly... If I can grow up to look like Vincent Cassell, good lord, I could never dream of a better existence. Yeah, just all the advantages. <laughs> to grow up to be to grow up, he said, as a twenty-nine-year-old man, to grow up and be <laughs> the Night Fox from Ocean's Twelve. Hell yes, would be my dream. My dream. To look like almost anyone in Ocean's Twelve is like the height. Yeah. I think if I if I lose these ten to fifteen pounds I'm trying to shake, I think I will look like half the cast of Ocean's Twelve. That's what I have to believe. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you've got to go for it, right? What's you the, go what's for the it. quote? Aim for the moon, because if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yeah. I hate the that stars, quote because if you miss the moon, uh, you're so you, fucked. You're in the stars vacuum of space at all. No. Yeah, you're fucked, man. Well, hopefully you're in a rocket and you have an, you have some supplies and things. Um, yeah, some, the, 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 the night sky is dark. Supplies. <laughs> the night sky is dark for all the stars are in Ocean's 12 <laughs> coming to theaters 20, 2004. Um, good film. Everyone check it out. Ocean's 12. All the Ocean's movies are great. They get all the Ocean's movies worse. are great. They get worse and worse mm. as they go. But they also and super are, fucking don't. Yeah, eleven and twelve are very close for me. They're just they have a completely different vibe that hits yep. me at a different moment in a different time. And and I recently rewatched the Faberge egg one, right? Yeah, that's the thirteen is the one. Thirteen is so wild. Ocean's thirteen comes out in two thousand seven, summer of two thousand seven, which was the summer of trilogies because it was like. Spider-Man 3, Pirates 3, Shrek 3, Born 3, Oceans 3. They all come out. And Ocean and and also if you remember the fight the financial crash will happen the following year, uh 2008, and there is no film that better epitomizes right before a financial cra- the excess before a financial crash better than Ocean's 13. Yeah. Because like that movie doesn't even have like stakes or person it, it's like a prank war. It's like a multi-million dollar prank war with Al Pacino, which yeah. makes it kind of fun cuz I yeah, that's fun that's to great. watch. I like that. <laughs> it's great. Why wouldn't like you want to watch that? Yeah. Ocean's 13 is only bad in comparison to Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12. Right. And then we got Logan Lucky. God, Logan Lucky. The spiritual successor. Logan Lucky. (laughs) Baby. Uh, What a picture. Uh, The year of Channing. It's Channing's year. We're back in it. Here we go. My boy has returned. (laughs) My big dumb boy. (laughs) My my strapping lad has come back to us when we needed him most. (laughs) That would be so good. Also, Adam, Adam Driver's great Adam in that Driver. movie. Daniel Craig, of course. Yes. Uh, of course. Of course. Riley Keough. Is that her name? Do I have that right? Yeah, um, she's, she's fucking great. Uh, it's a it's a stack. And Seth MacFarlane. 
Of course, lest we forget. And then, um, and then Hillary Swank shows up, doesn't she? Hillary Swank. Yeah, yeah, the Swank doesn't come in until like Act Three. No, like the Swank doesn't come in until like the epilogue. It's yeah, Wicked, the Swank is an epilogue. Ep- she's the investigator that like yeah. shows up and then finds out mm. that no one gives a fuck that money was stolen. <laughs> I think there was a heist here. Yeah, it's great. And the, it's great. Yeah, Everyone's good. like that one. That stuff was covered by insurance. And she's like, so what do we, that's it. What do we care? Like y'all you're good. Okay. You, cool, you don't care about thieves, filthy thieves. And they're like, no. I and really, then it's I wicked suggested don't. at the end of that movie that like, she's either in on it or knows. She's, she's about to catch it. Right. She's still following them. Spoilers for Logan Lucky, I guess she's gonna keep following them. She's not going to give up whether or not anybody cares. She cares. It's a weird end to the movie. I've it's, always find it. Are we very gonna get strange. a Logan Lucky too? No, I don't think so. I think it's 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 not. I think so. there's something that happened with all of our brains, myself included, where like you see an ending like that and you're like, oh, they're setting up for a sequel, and it's like, no, it was like, it was like thematic. You know what I mean? It was it was like their luck is gonna run out, and you know that at some point, but it's not as if they were planning on making another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'd watch another Logan Lucky. I mean, of course I would. I'm not saying don't do it. But, like, I don't... It was not... It was not sequel bait in that classic way. Sure. It's not... Sure. It's not sequel bait, like, at the end of Morbius when that... When the lady opens her eyes and her fangs (laughs) and she's like, I'm alive and also a vampire. And, like, we don't even... She doesn't even get, like, a line after that. She just goes, oh. It's like... Do you remember the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk? Where yep. they drop that shit on Tim Blake Nelson and he starts turning into the leader, but we're not gonna see that. Yeah. Oh shit. That's right. His head starts. It starts because he was Samuel Stearns, the leader. Yeah. I thought that big Hulk reference, but like, I was. But to what? Nobody knows Hulk character. Come on. Who knows the Hulk supporting cast? Me? Okay, I do. But no one else does. Someone has to. Someone, I'm the lore keeper of the Hulk. <laughs> I'm like, do you uh, remember the Incredible Hulk TV movie where uh, they brought in Daredevil? And everyone's like, no, why would I remember that? Why would I? Who why would anyone know that? And I was like, me. I remember the lore keeper remembers. <laughs> the lore keeper remembers when they brought in Thor to the Incredible Hulk TV show. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, what wild, a, what wild times we live in, huh? Greatest superhero show of all time, The Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, and I mean David Banner or whatever, because they thought Bruce was too gay. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did uh, Lou Ferrigno turn out to be like? Uh, oh, did, does he suck? Does he suck? Is he like Kevin Sorbo? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think he's a right wing guy. At least not that I know. I think he's still alive. I know he's definitely still alive. I just so is Kevin Sorbo, and everyone forgot that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening up Wikipedia, looking for a controversy section. <laughs> Not Messed seeing up. a controversy. All right. Control F Republican. <laughs> no, we're good. All right. All right. Maybe he sucks, but like privately, and that's fine. Yeah, like Chris You're Pratt. You're allowed to suck privately. Yeah, like Chris Pratt. He sucks privately. Sure. Right. Or we don't um, know because he doesn't say anything, which like, hey, uh, smart. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, good call, honestly, if you suck privately, is to not bring it forward. Believe um, it or not, your personal beliefs are <clears throat> personal. So I don't need to know them, yeah, honestly. I don't need to know um, them. Love when people, you know, when, when TikTok is like, this guy from 40 years ago sucked. And I'm like, boy, I mean, woof, who, I, who could have foreseen <laughs> that, this guy, that this guy who died before yeah. you were born have some opinions you didn't agree with? Yeah, one of my oh favorite my one of my favorite bits is Bill Burr talking about that LA Clippers owner who was talking about not hanging out with black people on social media. And he was uh -huh. like, This guy grew up in an era that like we're lucky that's all he said. <laughs> like he obviously wanted <laughs> we're to say other lucky things that's all he said. Didn't yeah, like he he probably thought like all of his all of his teachers are dead now. He's the last one. <laughs> and so he's probably like, Am I a good boy? Did I do it? <laughs> that Clippers owner is in a tontine with <laughs> with the rest of us, and he's he's about to cash out. He's the last guy left. Yeah, and like fucking, no one who told him how to think is still around anymore. So he's just winging no. it at this point. He's Luke yes. Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like my father before me, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, gotta love it. Eh? Got him. This is, of course, Advanced Media Studies, the podcast where we aim to talk about every piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time. We are in a little break from our mythic pod quest uh, for our first movie interstitial, uh, where we'll be talking about John Carpenter's 1982 horror masterpiece, The Thing. I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and if I were going to turn into The Thing, uh, my big belly would open up and it would look like a bunch of teeth and they'd snap on your little arms. Uh, I am Daddy Host, the hostess with the mostest kids, Caleb, that's my name. Uh, and if I were to be killed by the thing, it would be because I have a really hard time shooting dogs. Um, sure. except that wasn't a dog. No, that's not a dog anymore. Not no more. That ain't no dog no more. That he looked no like a dog? dog? No he ain't no dog. No. You see that dog and you're like, this dog is being too calm. <laughs> this, this Why does this dog, dog walk into a room and chill. stare at the wall? What's yeah, wrong? Everything's this, wrong here. How do we this fix this? This dog is too cool. <laughs> this pup, a bad this pup is too chill. You know what I'm saying? No, this husky is too chill. And uh, Hey, I'm a yes, big fan of a chill pupper. But. But too chill. And you're like, what's your deal? What's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you planning? I the only you want to know the prevailing thought I had while watching this movie. Uh, was it oh, this movie rules? Because that's what I was. That's what I'm always thinking when I'm I watching mean, this movie. Yes, but more than that, mm -hmm. it was that this movie came out in 1982. 82. And that these special effects are terrifying now. Yes. Uh. I cannot imagine being alive in the 80s and watching this movie in theaters and then going home and doing anything but staying up for the next three days. Oh, four? Like, John sure. Carpenter's creativity is incredible. Like, the the the, the practical effects, obviously, because it's fucking 82, incredible. But, like, more than that, there's this... It's like, right away, you know how sometimes in the beginning of a movie you see a thing and you go, oh, this could be a good movie. Um, mm -hmm. The first thing that sets it off is when the God, I hate when people use dogs as like murder puppets. Um, but when the dogs are trying to 
get out of the pen and you're like, uh-huh. oh, and then it starts spraying that dog and you just want to <laughs> hug it and be like, it's okay. But then they get to the they get to the uh pin, right? Uh-huh. And the dog that has been sprayed is in the back, like covered in digestive fluid. And yeah, then the tentacles good. like wrap around it. <laughs> like it's very obvious not very obvious. Like as a person who likes practical effects and like who wants to make film someday, like it's pretty obvious to me that what they did is they wrapped a doll in mucusy intestiny uh-huh. things and then pulled them off of it real quick and then just played that in reverse. But like it happens fast enough that you're like, oh, this thing's literally alive and it's terrifying. Yeah, they it's so it's so uh, let's 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 just dive fully into it. Uh, this was, uh, of course, Jace's pick uh, for. Uh, our film to watch. Jace unfortunately could not. Uh, they didn't join even us, have the in, guts to show. I'm just kidding. Couldn't just even. Kidding. They were too scared. <laughs> they were too scared of the thing. Uh, but no, Jace. Jace is in rehearsals for a show that seems very exciting. Cannot wait to see uh, what spins through that. But it just means that they uh, were not able to join us this week. It also means they could not go to see everything, everywhere, all at once with me this week. Uh, but we move on with our lives. We just we press on and we go see it with somebody else. Uh, but let's let's talk about this movie, 1982, directed by John Carpenter. Carpenter. Music by Ennio Morricone. Uh, written by Bill Lancaster. Cinematography by Dean Cundy, uh, who we spent a lot of time talking about on this podcast. Uh, uh, I guess over a year ago, long time ago at this point. About uh, what? And. Uh, uh, how he, he, he's the cinematographer of your whole fucking VHS collection. Uh, Jurassic Park, Halloween, The Thing, uh, it's, 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 uh, all the Back to the Future movies, you know, like, he just, he shot these incredible classic, classic movies. Uh, and of course, uh, special makeup effects, the, the, there was a great, uh, uh, special effect team. Obviously one person cannot do all of this, but Rob Botin is, uh, the, the, the engineer. Are we sure it wasn't Robotine? Yeah, because, uh, because he was like, he was a Robotine. He was like 19. Holy when shit. He that's did incredible. This. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, I think it was like his first gig doing the, you know, like, and, and what he designed is genius. You know, uh, all the elements of this movie are good. There's, there's no like, uh, you know, the score sucks. Cause no, it doesn't. John Carpenter and Ennio Morricone, right? Um, you're like, the acting is, is good. You have this great, dependable cast of characters, but the special effects are just on another plane of existence. Yeah. Uh, when, when the fucking guy's head drops off and it turns into a little spider and when it's like mm. dragging itself over to the chair with big, big tongue, um, when the, when, you know, they're freaking out in the, when the, the guy with the crazy hands, the, and then there's the little stuff like that, that great image when they go to visit the Norwegian camp and that one corpse has like slit its wrists and there are these like huge icicles of blood yeah, yeah. like cascading down from its arm. It's so cool. Everything about this movie is so fucking cool. It's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, I also love so is the one that came out in 2011 about the Norwegian team? Yes, it is the the Mary Elizabeth Winstead one, the one that uh, oh, features I didn't know that, uh, I didn't know that Mew Vaughn was in that movie. from Community. Yeah, it was because I think because because the thing this movie is 
not technically a remake because it, it's but there is another movie in the 50s that adapts the same source material it's some short story called like who goes there <laughs> or something like that sure yeah. um and and that movie was called the thing from another planet this movie is an adaptation of the same material but they kept they wanted to keep kind of the same title so they called it the thing and then they were, you know, those 30-year cycles where 30 years later we're like, mm, we could remake that. Yeah. Um, it they, they kind of do it with that Mary Elizabeth Winstead movie. But the thing is such like a beloved fucking object by so many people that they're like, well, we don't want to quote unquote piss off the fans. So it's like, we'll kind of do the same movie again, but in the Norwegian camp exactly so when yeah. when they visit that camp and it's like a smoldering pile of corpses you're like oh one of those corpses is uh mary elizabeth winstead amazing amazing <laughs> one of those corpses is vaughn from community yeah <laughs> do they do they i obviously haven't watched that one do they um Neither have I. like does that movie end with people in a helicopter chasing down a dog I've never seen it either, oh, but I imagine I it, it probably it like has to end that way. The reason I've never seen it, I mean, the reviews are not that good, but also they built practical effects for everything, and then they chickened out and they put like CGI over it. They like fucking drew CGI over all of the practical effects, yeah. and it looks shitty. Sure. It looks bad. Whereas this movie looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched. I didn't watch the other either of these. Uh, to be honest, I'm finishing um, my first watch through of the thing right now. I've. My, I re- <laughs> I'm realizing. I realized as soon as I started it, I've seen most of this movie. Yeah. Um. Sure. So like, it's just connective tissue, which like, cool. That's fine. But I've seen mm-hmm. all of the parts that are important in this movie, which is saying yeah. something, right? Like, a movie that I haven't seen, but is so like. Not, I don't want to say quintessential, but like responsible for so much of like how movies and horror and body horror and practical horror are done for the next 50 years, Absolutely. 40 years that like I've just through osmosis basically absorbed it, <laughs> which is sure. awesome. Um, right absolutely i mean yeah it, and it has uh one of my favorite like final moments in a, a movie. I think it has a perfect sort of like small ending the the third act with like the big dog monster is like a little that's the only moment of the movie where i'm like "Mm, a little eh, not this doesn't quite land in the way that i think they they want it to but immediately following that with with kurt and keith um is just that's sublime that's 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 how this movie absolutely absolutely has to end. I won't spoil it for you because it seems like you're kind of you're rounding the bend. You, yeah, you might be coming there. up I'm on it. There. You're getting there. Uh, well, at that point in the movie that you're probably at, there's no like important dialogue, right? No. You're not missing. Yeah, when I say connective tissue, <laughs> I realize that like oh, I can just kind of beep 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 skip through a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of the fine. shit that they're learning is shit that you already know. Right, just again through cultural osmosis, you're like, okay, I know that like the thing, it kind of takes you over from within, it like takes over your cells, and so you look like the thing. You might not even know if you are the thing. I like how unclear, basically, all of the rules are. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's like we don't really ever find out if the things know their things. We don't. The creature has no like core shape. 
that it ever manifests back to. Like, even, you know, the scary monster in the ice pit is just, like, some dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's some, some fucked up dogs and Wilford Brimley. Um, <laughs> it, it, right? It, it, it doesn't, like, there's so much that we don't know. We don't, it doesn't appear to have any weaknesses, but, like, yeah, you can burn it. You know, like, but you can burn everything. It's not as if we find out that, like, oh, it's weak to water <laughs> or whatever. No, you know? it's great. It's like, uh, you, we're overmatched. We're outmatched. Mm-hmm. That's the correct word. We're outmatched. Absolutely. Let's see if we can figure out how this thing works. And the, I honestly, I was a little surprised that, like, the hot wire uh, in little Petri dishes of blood fucking worked. Uh-huh. It works. I was like, no way. What a great scene. Super, super good scene. That is. Um, the uh, whole, like, also, let's just, like, our, our guy, Keith David, in his prime, uh, in his fucking, uh, in his This prime. is basically the first thing he ever did. It's, it's like, one of the first things he ever, ever appeared It's incredible. In. And it's incredible. what a star maker. What yeah. a goddamn champ. And then, of but course, like, he comes back for Carpenter's They Live, um, sure. an iconic performance in there. But there's the moment where they realize that I can't remember the name of the guy, but the guy that Kurt Russell just shot in the face for charging him, which like, yeah, wicked bad idea. Guy's got a flamethrower, stick of dynamite and a revolver. You've got a scalpel. Stay home. Stay home. You can't be doing that. Yeah. My man. Like no one needs a hero right now. Everyone needs to survive. Hang out. Let McCready point a gun at you. It's, you know, like... (laughs) He's the level-headed helicopter pilot. Like, just let him point a gun at you, man. Like, literally, the whole point is, if you act in a violent way or a weird way, that's uh-huh. a problem. So why would you stand out? <laughs> like, yeah, the sore thumb gets the fucking hammer. That's not how that of phrase course. goes. But the, like, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You know, yeah, and, and in this, this case, time, I mean it in a, a bad way. <laughs> yeah, the oil is linked to fire in a flamethrower. <laughs> Yeah. It's not it's not going to go good for you, my man. It's do not. not do that. It's and I love not. the yeah, I love the way the scene gets like interrupted by a thing attack and then they're like, oh, "Well, all right, two more." <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. All right, we got to finish this. Do everybody. And it's it's so good. And honestly, if you know what you're looking for, the the part where the blood jumps out of the petri dish so good is it's so good, and also you can see that it is a fake hand, you know, because of the way they've built the contraption for the blood to sort of oh sure it's incur- oh yeah. yeah yeah you can you can mad see that like that ain't a hand, but like you kind of do have to be you have to like know what you're looking for you do 100%. but you're, but but that's also part of like that's one of the beautiful seams. Where you're like, oh, I can see the like ingenuity behind that scene, yeah. right? That like the yeah. guy is off camera with a little thing <laughs> up a fake arm, and he goes, nah, <laughs> he pushes it because it's scary. It. Also, I it's love so that uh, I brought up Keith David because they he tests he, the blood of that guy he just shot in the head, and Keith yeah. David's like, guess it kind of makes you a murderer, doesn't it? <laughs> it's kinda like makes you a nobody here cares about that right now, um, but Come also. On, man. Uh, we're not going to care about it even more in a second because our buddy's going to stick to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nasty as shit. You know, Windows is going to get eight. <laughs> oh, Windows God. is going to get fucking chomped. Uh, I love that, like, the 1980s has not reached this re- research station. This is a 70s-ass research station between... <laughs> 
post-ironic disco stew fucking rollerblading around yep. and and windows is the most 70s man i've ever seen in my entire life to be it's to so be windows good. to be uh, windows honestly, honestly. The ideal right what the i'm the hair, radio guy the, beard, the, the glasses mm, yes please. It, it, it reminds Thank me of charlie you. day which is funny sure. he uh, looks exactly like speaking of uh predators like hyde from that 70s show like the that that carrot feels intentionally styled after windows you know sure yeah um, yeah I have the flame That's, suit walking it's all so good it's all oh, so good the the fucking scene where I what I love about this movie is that I can't retain anything about it after I watch it and I mean that in like a when I sit down to watch it again and again because I've seen it a number of times at this point it's like okay how does this guy go out is he the one that turns into the, is he the belly one or does he is he one of the blood one like I can never remember so it's always surprising and interesting to me um that I'm like, which one? Is he the one whose hands get all fucked up? Remember the yeah. fucked up hands one? It's I love that I can never remember. Yeah. <laughs> which you just know that which? like all these all these chumps are fucking screwed, and I don't remember how, but it's gonna be good, so we'll just watch it. They're fucking done, no matter what, right? And like, no one escapes this movie unfucked. You either yeah. become a thing, or the thing tries to eat you, or you end up cold <laughs> hanging out at the end yeah you're just like chilling um literally and and either one of them could be the thing right and we don't know and we'll never know and people have tried to this is one of those movie endings that people have tried to like solve you know yeah they're like oh they have to both be the thing because otherwise they would have gone after each other or they can't be the thing for this and i'm like the the paranoia is the the point that it's like you can't stop how are you gonna stop this thing the titular thing. You can't stop it. Yeah. It could be you. You could be it right now. <laughs> You're fucked. Yeah. I love I love that John Carpenter is smart enough to not do the Ridley Scott and be like, well, here's the other cut uh, that that says uh -huh. more. And here's the other cut that, that that's also whatever. And then the studio's like, but here's the, the super, super cut, whatever. Uh -huh. um, also, just a personal thing. I love that the two black guys are like the ones that live the longest. <laughs> like, yeah, they in last a genre for a long, long that's time. plagued with fucking tropes. Like, John Carpenter's like, nah, these like work. It's gonna be different. I love it. The fucking rules. Absolutely. It's a small, it's a small and pretty insignificant thing to be happy about. But let me tell you, I like it. <laughs> but there are still so many horror films that come out now that are not as progressive as that small action and they don't like comment on it at all right they don't right. like uh uh mention it um it's just a, it's a thing that happens but you're right that's there's some of the last some of the last folks standing and yep. keith david makes it all the way to the end <laughs> whether or not that's a good thing you know for the earth i guess we don't know but yeah i wonder if uh if i mean none of everyone knows John Carpenter's getting up there in age, but he's still making Indeed. stuff. I wonder if he'd ever make another thing with the same creature, but not the same continue yeah. like cont continuity. John? Just because, like you know, mm -hmm. it, it it's so fucking it's it's a quintessential film. It's essential yeah. reading. No, absolutely, and like um, 
it's tough because John is obviously getting up there. And these days, if you like follow him on Twitter, it really just seems like he just wants to like smoke pot and play Call of Duty and watch basketball, which I mean, hell yeah. Like wouldn't <laughs> all I want to do time he is comments smoke on video games, I'm like, Carpenter. oh, this guy's so G. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and he just got so fucked over by Hollywood over the years, as as you know, just about everyone does. Um, that he just he just burnt out on it. He doesn't need the money because you know he made Halloween, and so he makes money off of that constantly. And then all the new Halloweens, right? And it's like, oh, what else does fool do? Escape from New York, the fog the thing you know they live and a lot of these some of them were huge huge tits when they came out like halloween and some of them took a lot a while to appreciate in people's imagination like the uh, the thing which was a huge critical and commercial yeah. flop when it came out um which is why it's weird that the stranger things kids have a poster of it in their bedroom because no one liked that movie when stranger things happened but anyway it's fine uh but but he just he seems burnt all he does is like music like he he does he goes on like music tours he does yeah. like shows sometimes yeah which is i've sick. listened to a few of his like albums they rule yeah they're great they're really good isn't he He's doing those master. isn't he doing that music with his with his son he does music with his son there's like another band that he collabs with i can't remember great. what they're called and he just like hangs out i think he did he has almost no involvement with the new uh, Halloween movies, but he does do the score for them, which I think is interesting. It's also um, incredible. <laughs> so that's a paycheck. You yeah. Know, every time yeah. they turn the thing into a board game, which they've done, or like the thing is begging for like an Among Us style, you know, yeah. trainer game. Yeah. Someone, oh someone my must God, have Kevin? done that. Do you know my how genius. fucking good an asymmetric multiplayer game focused on an Arctic base? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I know how good it would be. Be sick as hell. Oh no. This game needs I, to happen. I know. There's gotta be. Someone's gotta be thinking about someone it. Someone has to have done it. I just, I, ref I cannot believe that, like, no one would. What do I even, what do you type in? Well, let's. I'm looking. Yeah, we're both on it. The Thing video game. Right, because obviously there was there was a The Thing video game. It was a third-person shooter in 2002, which does not feel a third-person shooter survival horror video game of The Thing. Boy, I, Google just showed its whole ass to me because the first thing that popped up was, is The Thing based on Among Us? Oh, <laughs> Which is like when those kids were like, that guy from Fortnite has his own game. And it's like, nope, Master Chief is... Backwards. Backwards. Oh, man, that's incredible and upsetting. Do you guys know they made prequels with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man? Do you know they made prequels? What is crazy? I need a game. I guess we were all 12-year-olds at some point. We all didn't know shit. April 8th, 2021. The Thing should have copied Among Us by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. Of course. Exactly. It didn't have to be. There was like that Friday the 13th game where it's like one of you plays Jason and everyone else plays a, a, a regular teenager. Yeah, and you're all at <laughs> Camp whatever it's called. 
Right, and like you, it's, yeah, you know, you, you all have tasks on the Arctic research base that will prevent the thing from doing thing shit, but you, if one of you is playing the thing and you want to do thing shit, and that's it. Video game. Just give me a producer credit. That's all I ask of anyone out there listening who's like, yeah, that is a good idea. <laughs> Whatever yeah. Unity asset flip <laughs> you make to satisfy this criteria, just give me a producer credit. Yeah, here you go. March 1st, 2022. The tech is here to create the perfect John Carpenter's The Thing game. The first right. the first line, the lead is John Carpenter and Bloomhouse may make a new The Thing movie, but what we really need is a brand a good brand new The Thing game. And so we're not the first to have that thought. No, of but course. you are absolutely the first to say it out loud to me. And It's so absolutely fucking stacked for it. It's so stacked. That it's, it's shock. It must be like a rights thing. It simply must be that like well, they've it made must be thing, weird They've to... made games based on the thing. They exist. I know there's like a board game, and there was that again 2002 third person shooter game. Uh, which you know, let's see if we can track down a copy of that. Um, <laughs> it might be really bad. <laughs> I don't. I I'm sort of I in a state of not caring, morbid yeah. curiosity. You know what? That's what YouTube Let's Plays were made for, actually. Um, this is Kevin. True. What are you doing with your time and with your money? Uh, but yes. So it's just it's it's fucking tail. How many alien games have we gotten? How many? How many good alien fucking... games have we gotten? That's a far easier well, question to answer. Well, it's a far easier question. But many games based on Alien, right? Okay, we can all you know yeah. agree on that. How many games have we gotten based on Alien? How many games have we gotten based on Tartovsky's Stalker? Yeah, <laughs> but like, sure. there's been one The Thing video game. It just it it, it boggles, it boggles the, the imagination. Mind. <laughs> it boggles the mind. Yep. It takes the mind and it puts it in a boggle. Right? It's it's just it's it's silly. It's silly. Yeah. It's all insane. downright goofy. Kurt Russell looking a snack in this movie in his little hat in his little furry hat. Um, or, or no, he doesn't have a furry hat. He has like a big cowboy hat. <laughs> he has like a big Arctic cowboy hat, uh, which is great. I love that we open, uh, the movie, uh, with, with him opposite the chess computer and he just, fucking just dumps, dumps his, his drink his in, brandy it. <laughs> in it, which like my man, okay. Waste of a good brandy. I don't know if you know, we're in Antarctica. Um, we're not getting another shipment. Stop wasting brandy. Also, we have one chess computer, <laughs> Macready. Oh, God. Get it together. Why would you just fuck that up? Why would you just go, you know what? No one can have fun with this because I couldn't have fun with this. <laughs> That's a fucking equivalent of a table flip, right? But yeah. for, uh, but for uh, everyone else, Watson, um, in that a way computer? that means that it can't be fixed. <laughs> yeah. What was the chess computer? I can't remember. Watson was the was the Jeopardy computer. I can't remember what the chess computer was called. Um, anyway. You know what I'm talking about? The chess computer. Um, if I type in chess computer, am I just gonna get some horseshit? Give me a give me a it, hint. It give had a, a hint. name. It did have it a name. Had a, it uh, had a name. You might want to search like chess AI. Chess AI computer name? Deep blue. Oh, I said, give me a hint. I thought it was like a person's name, but no, it was I knew I knew it wasn't a person's blue. name, but I would not have gotten. I knew it was. IBM. Oh, I thought it was. Thought it was like Garrett or something. Um, <laughs> but it, no, it was you Deep silly Blue. Bitch. Um, no, of course, uh, not to be confused with the band Deep Purple. And uh, uh, but yeah, Deep. Something must be called Deep Red. I'm doing a lot of googling tonight. I'm in. A, I'm a googling fiend. 
Something is called Deep Red. A 1975 horror thriller. <laughs> also known as The Hatchet Murders. It's an Italian giallo film by Dario Argento. There it is. <laughs> That's why I knew that. All right. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> Fine. No, I, that's an incredible pull. Um, why you know that Thank is something that's going to haunt me. But My brain is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work the way a brain should do. The brain is bad. Um, but it remembers that there is a 1975 Italian giallo directed by Dario Argento called Deep Red. And uh, and we, we, we uh, press on uh, with our <laughs> uh, intimate discussion of John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, yeah, I love this fucking snowy atmosphere. I love how much it. Do they actually this film this place in a snowy sucks. place? They had to have. It was not. People I believe, are slipping. Antarctica. People are slipping too much for it to be fake. All fake snow. Yeah, you know it feels and like yeah. And if you've ever ever been involved in any kind of outdoor film production in the cold, it is uh, one of the most miserable experiences you've ever had in your entire truly. life like it is truly truly and i you know a lot of this is probably obviously inside on a sound stage like the the interiors um but i am looking for some countries show me some countries <laughs> give it to me <laughs> uh, i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it uh alaska yeah. juno alaska principal photography began Juno, Alaska. Thank you, Waikipedia. Oh, Waikipedia. The Waikipedia. And, uh, yeah, so they filmed it in Alaska, and that just, you can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake that shit of actually filming in a cold. Those are cold people. When you yeah, see the yeah. scenes outside, those people are cold. Those people were mad cold, bro. It's fucking sucked to be outside that day, and you can't, you can't fake that, right? Moonfall? setting scenes in the snowy mountains and the actors are going like, ooh, 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 so cool. Uh, Also, this is before, you know, the time of convincing. I wouldn't even, mm, Uh convincing might be too strong a word. This is a time before somewhat convincing uh, Mm. computer-generated breath effects. Of course. So, like, you couldn't do that. Also, nothing takes me out of something, and maybe this is fickle of me, nothing takes me out of something more than obviously fake powder snow. Um, yeah, like, oh, this, uh, this, uh, uh, Hallmark movie was actually filmed in, uh, an LA backlot. Who would have thought? <laughs> Whoops. Um, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk the it? The one, the thing that gets me over the powder snow, and it is, it is an epidemic in Uh-oh. big movies these days. Yes, please. I know when you film something outside, I can tell. And mo- and they never do it. And the, it, the oh, their whole movie set outside, but they never stepped foot outside to film. <laughs> I know what I know how light looks on a person's face, right? If your set, if your movie hops to the desert, and your actors aren't squinting, I know it's because you filmed it on soundstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's I understand. It's like more difficult than filming in a little box but like go outside touch grass touch, <laughs> touch grass when you're making grass. a movie yeah you add so much production value to your movie when you actually film outside because yeah. you're like wow outside's fucking sick <laughs> this outside rules look at the uh, green knight that movie was made on 12 dollars that they rubbed together it's so and it looks fucking, fucking obvious. great because they 
filmed it outside. Hey. They went outside. Dev Patel got his steps in that day. You know? Like, fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, like, fuck, man. Shit. Go outside. Just, uh, you know, it's take a, some time to do some you shit know? in the outdoors. It's a little time. Little money. You know, I'm not, you know, it's much easier to film inside on a little stage. But, like, goddamn, does it just, like, pay out dividends in so many small little ways yeah and like you know photorealism is not what we're going for in every respect right like there's so many points where it's like well realism in this situation would be worse than you know a stylistic choice or a cool choice or something like that but like filming inside and trying to replicate sunlight is so difficult and it's not like a conscious stylistic choice 99 times out of 100 it's like nah your movie just looks cheap bro <laughs> yeah uh the the thing that you did where you shined light on them to convince us that they were actually outside um you've got to put that in the right place for it to work my brother in christ i know what a soft fill light looks like <laughs> i know what the reflection of a bounce card looks like and that is what is shining on this actor's face. Yeah. You didn't go outside. And most of the time, it's movies that can afford to go outside. <laughs> you could have done it. I swear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. What's happening? Uh, What's going on? Dude's just fingers sinking into dude's face. Oh, oh you're at that point oh, in the thing. Where Rilford so Brimley just personally full, full ass reaches his hand in a man's face and you see all his fingies moving around in there. It's fucked up, my oh, man. Oh, dude. Shit brutal. sucks. Fucking brutal. <laughs> so bad. Oh, and the is next cut is just like his hand and the dude's head morphed together. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Those men about to become some dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's just Infinite incredible. fucking dogs. And uh, yeah, it's 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 good. Good, good, uh, good uh, filmmaking, I would say. Good filmmaking. Cool little like alien space. I like that they leave Wilford Brimley alone for most of the movie, and they come back to him, and he's dug a hole, and he's like building a spaceship <laughs> down there. Well, y'all were fucking around with some blood. <laughs> Wilford Brimley was building a spaceship. Just working on his own shit. Where do you get the materials? Uh, from McCready's shack, I think. Right, Just like he and and he dug down enough that like he dug down into some kind of like work air. Right, there are pipes and shit down there. Yeah. Right, and he didn't build the pipes. Yeah, you know, he didn't start the fire. Uh, exactly. He he didn't install those pipes. Yep. It was a working. Who did install the pipes in fucking Antarctica though? That's a question you gotta ask. Yeah, I gotta know. It's important. Who set this? Who built this? What construction crew? Did you, did you get quotes from various construction? Did you go around? You're like, here's the job. And they're like, oh, we could do it for thirty thousand. You know, like, yeah. what did you did you get quotes? Did they shop around? Is this a government institute? We don't know. And when did they get Private... rise and fuck off? Right, because they knew that this was bad news. Yeah, they were like, oh, that wasn't nah. <laughs> the thing wasn't even around yet. It just sucked down there. Yeah, you know, it was just no good. They just they just be knowing. But they have like a full 
they have a full like company down there. It's a very interesting amalgamation of people is that you would assume whatever's going on here is like a science research exposition, right? Yeah. Well, you'd probably, yeah, you would guess, but you're like, okay, we've got a helicopter pilot. You've got a radio guy. You've got a cook. <laughs> There's a, there, you have a, you have a cookie. <laughs> There's a man in the galley. Um, you have um, a lot of people that seem to be guns and like a couple scientists. What is this expedition? Yeah. What's happening? What are they doing? What's their plan? Do can, and why do they? What's does, the Norwegian team doing? They're also what's over the Norwegian there, team? which which gives us some semblance of like, yeah, they we could be doing something out here that other people be doing, but like what? Fine, who cares? Uh, yeah, Wikipedia just says American researchers. Of what? For whom? It, it honestly doesn't matter. I've never no. thought about it until now. But you're like, hmm. Yeah, what were they? <laughs> what were they doing down there? What's What's your deal? Why are you like this? Yeah. Uh, how did? Why did you bring a rollerblade man? <laughs> what is his purpose? Love it. I love it. I, I can't, it's not a I pirate don't ship. I don't care. You, I know. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I think. It's very One Piece of John Carpenter to have assembled this crew. He hadn't read One Piece yet because it uh, had not been drawn. One Piece isn't 40 years old? Not 40. There's enough issues it is that like, it could be. It is like 25 or something. Googling again. Kevin's Googling. You must discover. I am on a fucking expedition. Um, since July 1997, which is not 40 years. Well, it's still a long time. But... Is yeah, twenty five. I was actually Kevin. What is what does Kevin know? Twenty five. Um, that's a long time for one dude <laughs> to be writing and drawing a comic book. Yeah, but like you know what? Isn't it our dream to have one project that we could just do in perpetuity until we decided to quit? I on it honestly, no. I like to do a lot of different things, as I'm sure. Oh, you, is this the only thing noticed. this guy does though? Dog, he draws like twenty pages of manga a week. Recently, oh, he in does. Two he weeks, writes and draws it himself. He writes and draws it. Oh, that's Ichiro my Oda, Oda Sensei, um, and it take. Uh, fuck the thing. We're talking about mangaka now. So, like the the Japanese manga. If you think the American uh, comic book industry is exploitative, and I do not want anyone to hear me wrong, it absolutely is. Uh, and writers and artists are paid sub-minimum wage, peanuts. basically, to make all these stories. Peanuts to, to make all these stories that turn into billions and billions of dollars. Do not hear me wrong, it is exploitative. But the Japanese mangaka industry it makes American comics look like a worker's Shangri-La. Like, it is... It is, it is um, so, so, American comics are almost always on a monthly release schedule so uh, a comic comes out once per month the standard comic is about 24 pages not including ads right um sure. and um often there is someone who is writing every issue you will frequently have artists um who are who are drawing most issues but you see a lot of fill-in artists on comics even on a monthly schedule because it takes so so long to properly draw a, a comic Right, and again, you're not even making like a living off of it, so you have to draw extra covers. You have to go to conventions and make a bunch of money there. You know, like it, it's really like it's a lot, a lot of work. 
Manga artists are expected to draw 20 pages a week. <laughs> Insane. When it's generally one person, right? Like, American comics usually have the writer, and you have the artist. And sometimes they're the same, but they most frequently are not. Manga is generally written and drawn by one person. And sometimes you have helpers who are, like, filling in backgrounds and shit. Yeah. But still. But still. Um, and that is why so many manga creators die very young. <laughs> because it is stressful and unhealthy. And it and it's hard. And it, it fucking... It, it chews up artists and spits out manga. And it's, it's relentless. And uh, Ichiro Oda, the writer-drawer of One Piece, seems to just be built different. You know how Michael Phelps is like genetically designed to swim yeah do you know what like i mean 90 like, human 10 percent actual fish he like his feet are these big dumb flipper feet that are just perfect for swimming and he can't run for shit he's never been able to like run without like it with any efficiency but he's perfect for swimming that's <laughs> oda and japanese manga it, sure. it, it does not Makes sense what the man is able to do with such unbelievable high quality, paying off plot lines over the course of 20 years, you know, calling in characters who are in issue, you know, chapter 10 and it's chapter 210. And he's like, remember this guy? And I'm like, yeah, but why do you remember this guy? <laughs> but You've, yeah, been doing, but what? You've been drawing all this shit. Insane. Every every fifty chapters, he just brings in like here's forty new characters, and it's like, what do you mean forty new characters? You had all these guys in your brain? Yeah, excuse, they just came excuse out? you. What? Excuse me, sir. Sir, uh, you know this is illegal, right? This can't be good. How do you do that? And it's just he's just he's 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 Michael Phelps designed to do it. He's just it. Sometimes you see a guy and you're like, that guy was built to do this. Yeah, yeah. that guy's perfect at this. Someone was someone was born to do yeah. something, and uh, Steven it was Spielberg. Me. It's like you can't teach that. You can't teach Spielberg. He just understands. He just understands something in the way the rest of us don't. Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder, like if what's the name of the One Piece creator? Uh, Oda Ichiro Oda. I do wonder if he's figured something out, right? And like has made uh -huh. not just like not made peace with it, but more or less like. You know, figured out a rhythm where, no, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, no, like I if mean, you look still... at One Piece pages, they're not mm -hmm. simple. No, they're complex. They are dense. They're packed with with information and expressive character. Like you never look at a panel of One Piece at any point and you're like, ah, oh, he phoned this one in. When he does flashbacks to panels that we have already seen, he redraws the panels, Caleb. Um. He draws them again. He doesn't have to do that. None of us would look the other way if he just control C, control V. But he don't. He redraws them. What? <laughs> he's been doing this for 25 years? Basically without break? Like... Very few hiatuses compared... You know, you hear about manga like, uh, you know, Hunter Hunter or what have you, that they'll go away for years and years and years and years. You know, we saw even in American comics with Saga, right? Saga was gone for Saga years. was gone for years. They took a big-ass break. 
I took a huge break. A fucking uh, different medium, but like Atlanta was off the air for four years. Yeah, that's you know? also fucking wild. Oda has never taken a break like that. Now he's at like a bi-weekly schedule and he has some people who again are like helping him with like backgrounds and shit. But like, this is the man's life work. And I truly believe, and I do not mean this glumly, the second he completes the final panel of One Piece, he will die. I believe that so strongly. According that, like, to Oda and himself and his editors, he's an ardent worker, perfectionist, and sleeps only three hours per day during a typical work week. What? <laughs> Come on. What? What are you talking about? You can't live like that. But he does. And he's like, this is fine for me. This, I, I like doing this. Good Come God. On, like I said, he's literally won an not... award. Oh, no. He's been yeah. a finalist. He's at least final, been a finalist or won an award. 93, 2000, 2001, 2, 5, 6, 8, 9, 12, 15, 18, 19, and 19. Mm-hmm. He was included in the list, Newsweek Japan's list of 100 globally respected Japanese people. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like Ichiro he's... Oda is going to be a, a name that people will remember with like. Uh, um, um, Hayao Miyazaki um, Yeah, absolutely Like if you're talking Japanese people uh, You know, Kurosawa, Miyazaki, Oda Sure If you're talking comics Like he's absolutely on the same plane as fucking Stan Lee (laughs) You know, like uh, as Like he Oda's made way more comics than Stan Lee ever did (laughs) Yeah, holy shit You know um, They're on like chapter a thousand like, Toriyama, like right next to each other yeah oh my god yeah absolutely those those two right like it's it, honestly i you know i think it's in terms of sheer output oda probably has toriyama beat and i love toriyama um i love playing dragon quest games because he designs all the little characters and it's like oh that looks like a dragon ball guy yeah. But it's a different guy. Hey. Uh, but it's Weird. like a European fantasy guy instead. Um, and it's cool. And yeah, Oda, he just built different. And that's insane. He just, yeah, it's just he... The uh, worst part is, you'll, you'll, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just treating sure. himself different. Which That is true. Sucks. No, he is built different. I do, like, you know... Di- no, some people yeah. are just built for different shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... You you can teach a lot of things when it comes to art, when it comes to work, when it comes to habits. You can't teach anyone to be Oda. You or any more than you could teach someone to be Michael Phelps. He was born a fish man. Now he yeah. trains a hard. He works very hard. So does Oda. Like they they've worked very hard at their craft. That is not dismissing anyone's like effort and work. Um but they were just built different. And they just have, they found the thing that they are just perfectly suited to. Fucking insane. You know? Yeah. It's fucking insane. I hope everyone out there finds that thing that they're perfectly suited to. You find that thing that you find your perfect little. Yeah, you find your, you find your niche. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be work. Not, you know, it's not just valued on like your income, what you build in. If you're the perfect dad, I hope you found that. Dad's out there. We live in America. It's perfectly fine to be, uh. We should normalize it being okay to just be good at being a human. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like, uh, tying your worth to your output. Yeah. If you just get, like, super into making, like, delicious omelets on Saturday mornings, and that's just, like, yeah. your zone, 
That's beautiful. I wish that for everyone. Yeah. I'm um, deeply upset by the fact that this movie ends the way it does. Um, so I love though. it, but I also hate it so fucking much. But it's also like, ah, come on. But it's also like, ah, but it's perfect because it's a movie about like paranoia and we just end on two people that have no of way paranoia. of proving anything to each other. Yeah. And it's like, and we don't know. That could go any way. They could end up killing each other. They could both freeze. Maybe one of them's a thing. Maybe they're both. Maybe neither. It does. It's it's per, it's a perfect ending for this movie, which is so steeped in that lack of. There's that quote from McCready in the middle of the movie that I saw reposted a thousand times during quarantine, where it's like, nobody trusts each other anymore, and we're all really tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I saw that image so many times. It's like, hey, it's perfect. Ugh. That sums up how I be feeling, McCready. Yeah, get out of my brain. How dare you? How dare, how dare you do this to me how personally? Da- how dare you? How dare you? Where do you get um, off? It's a question I've always. Off the, it's a question I've always wanted Atlanta to ask. Atlanta stop. I almost called it Atlantis. Antarctica <laughs> stop on the train. <laughs> Atlantis stop. Because the Atlantis stop. Why not? Because it used to be an above-ground land, and then it got sunk to the bottom of the sea, as we all know. Yeah. As we all learned from James Wan's Aquaman. It was a thriving society that had robots, and then it got attacked, and it sank. But it's okay, because they were fish guys. <laughs> so, it was, so it was chill. Yeah, that's the best summary of that movie I've ever heard. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, in zero ways are you wrong. And there are seven kingdoms, and they all have different shit going on. Earth, There's wind, the... fire, um, water. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the crab nation attacked. Well, there's the brine kingdom, which is, of course, the crab people, voiced by John Rhys Davies. Uh, there's the Jaiman Hansu, like, seahorse people. There's the Orm people, and they kind of control the waves. But then there's uh, Aquaman people. Well, he's the only one that can talk to fish. Um, I'm getting my lore mixed up. And then there's the Trench, who we all remember. The scary fish men. Aquaman yeah. just stops stops for a minute and is like, what if we were scary as hell? And I'm like, damn, Aquaman, I didn't think you I didn't think you had it in you. I, I I I'm not quite sure I know why you had it like, in you, but here we are. But I can't argue because it was scary. Yeah. It was cool. And when he dives down with the flare, that's some good shit. And then you look up who directed that movie, and you're like, oh, right. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Saw. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Malignant. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. All the Conjuring. It all makes sense now. Now it makes sense. Now all the pieces fit together. Furious 7. <laughs> all the pieces fit together. The scariest of the Fast and Furious films. Um, Sure. All right, what would be the scariest of the Fast and Furious films? The one where Lenny gets killed. Because I have that a crush on her. That one is scary bad. Oh, we all have crush on It's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. It's Michelle Rodriguez. Didn't she play a trans character Did recently? She? In the movie where like, Gorney Weaver. Yeah, I'm looking this up. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. Well, well, Michelle. Sorry. Got to get out the cancel gun again. <laughs> got uh, It's a nerf gun. Because you're nerfing that career cancel. as a nerd. Hey! <laughs> Get out the cancel gun. Uh, Was it uh, in Furious 7? <laughs> Where is she playing? Um, the assignment. 
The Assignment. He plays a character that was back Frank in. Kitchen. Wow. After waking up and discovering that he has undergone gender reassignment surgery, an assassin seeks to find the doctor responsible. I see. So she had gender reassignment forced on her. Yes. Walter Hill, no. No. <laughs> Who is this person? No. That reaction is gorgeous. Oh, my God. Director Walter Hill, The Warriors. What's the Streets of Fire? The Driver. Yeah, but, 48 Hours. Yeah, but, like, no. his last few movies aren't great. No. No, they're not. Well, well you know, the they head? can't. Isn't that a fucking Sylvester Stallone movie? I believe it is. Listen, you know, who's. <sighs> he did one episode of Deadwood called deadwood so i assume that's the pilot um yeah i mean you know there's so few people that can keep it up for 50 years i can't blame walter hill for for losing it i can't blame him for having the opinion of old men but like all the good movies of his you listed are in his first four movies (laughs) yeah well they're really good Uh, he's got one coming out called dead for a dollar Streets of Fire was in 84. Okay, so he's got, he's got, of his first 10, you know? Yeah, yeah. dead for a dollar. Oh, it's in Post Pro. Yep. Rachel Brosnahan, Willem Dafoe, Christoph Waltz. Famed bounty hunter runs into his sworn enemy, a professional gambler, and outlawed that he had sent to prison years before. Well, maybe that'll be good. Doubtful, but I hope so. It's got Willem. It's got Willem and, and Christoph Waltz. So Willem's scenes will be Hamish Linklater, which everyone recently loved in Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Hamish. He's I a... don't know who Rachel Brosnahan is. It appears she's on The Marvelous Miss... She's Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Hamish, the Marvelous. Hamish is a real piece of shit in the newsroom. Fucking hate his guts. Sure. Um, but, yeah. All right. Maybe this will be okay. Who's it written by? Maybe it'll be okay. Who's Matt Harris? Walter Hill. Oh, he's an executive uh, producer on Ridiculousness for two years. 150 episodes. Ridiculousness, Rob Deerdeck's Ridiculousness? Yeah. Uh, executive Wait. producer of True TV Top Funniest. Um, okay, so he does a lot. Well, let's, what's his writing credits? I see. There's uh, not many. Nothing. Of them. <laughs> I see. Starling? There's not a lot of them. That's a. Caleb, what an excellent question. Oh, the Starling is a. Is a uh, Melissa McCarthy movie. It doesn't look like it has f- Oop, 31 on Metascore. Oof, God. What the fuck is this? Okay, so I'll look not excellent for for the new Walter Hill joint. Hey, if I've learned anything about Hollywood, it's that sometimes writers are allowed to write real uggos and then make mm-hmm. like really good shit until they get their good. Until they get the, the until they get the like one they wanted to do, which like you know, go for it. All right. Sure. Chernobyl. We call that a Chernobyl situation. Oh my god. Yeah. We call that a Chernobyl type deal. Well, I'm sorry. I gotta cancel Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, who we all loved as Ana Lucia Cortez on TV's Lost. But, uh, well, them's the bricks, I guess. I wanna, that, that movie won an award. I wanna know what award. Which award? Which film? The Assignment. Was it a Razzie? Uh, it won a German critic film award. Hey, so can't be that bad. It's got Shouldn't a 34 on Making expressionist art films and well-engineered cars? <laughs> Dude, the assignment has Tony Shalhoub in it. And Sigourney hey. Weaver. Hey, so besides that terrible premise, maybe it's okay. But I can't... That's a tough... That's a tough sell. 
<laughs> that one's a tough sell. Yeah. You know, it was a different time. 2012. 2016. Um, Not that different. Fuck. Fuck, that's worse than I thought. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Not that different, Kev. Oh, that's bad. Uh, I, I. Oh, no. Okay. Well. Deeply flawed. Someone. But so weird that it's entertainment. That's one uh, byline. Gender someone pull up that dead, picture of another byline. Someone, someone pull up that picture of Wesley Snipes crying while he's pointing a gun. Let's just fight. Let's just get it over with. Sigourney, get over there. Yeah. Michelle, Walter, just line up. Done. I get. I we're done. <laughs> I get it over. Everyone remember to clean your cancel gun and make sure you get a cancel gun safe. You don't want you don't want other people getting into that. You don't want you know your kids waving it around. Cancel gun is a dangerous thing. Cancel gun safety is uh, an important part of cancel. I don't gun think ownership. cancel guns come stock with safeties. No, cancel gun safety. You know, generally, you know, like oh, the okay. concept of being safe with your gun. The no, they don't come of, with safeties. No, they don't. People come fire those things constantly over. <laughs> Yeah. Everything. Just bang, 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 bang. They keep trying. I mean, wouldn't you? To be canceled? Or to cancel? Wouldn't you? Who am I in this scenario? What situation have I landed in? I need to know before I answer. What is this? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, that's great. Oh, a little fun fact about this movie. It'd be amiss if I didn't bring it up. Uh, some of the Ennio Morricone score that does not get used in this movie is then repurposed by uh, the apparently uncancelable Quentin Tarantino uh, for the film The Hateful Eight, uh, which is another, like, isolated winter cabin <laughs> film. Bunch of people uh, closed in a tight little situation. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the way that like stuff is reused in Hollywood is frequently fucking wild to me. It's wild, but you know, yeah, never work. It's you know, never never let it go to waste. I miss, I legitimately miss when, you know, you could see the same props pop up in different things. Sure, you know, sure. like the yeah. like in like in like in Ghostbusters, the PKE meter is in like Star Trek as a different thing and they hold it a different way. You know, like I missed that. It was like yeah. uh, we were we were reusing our resources. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were we were things weren't going to waste back then. Uh well now they don't make we don't make anything. We just uh, Yeah. We just now everyone just holds nothing and goes like, "Oh." And uh it's bad every time. Yeah. It's really unconvincing when someone's holding nothing and reacting to nothing. They go like, "Oh." Yeah, I could do. Uh, I can do that. Well, here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. You never know. Here's hoping for what? <laughs> uh, you know, us to go back to. You know what? Anything. Oh, use it. Anything. Yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Just anything good. That's my sign off now. Here's hoping. Hey, people are like, for well, what? And I'm like, exactly. And that's just fine. You know, that's it. could be anything. Yeah, here's hoping. Could be whatever. Uh, here's hoping. Yeah, you know. Uh, great film. We all know that. The Thing, Very 1982. Good. One of the great films. The horror movie that kind of unlocked for me, like, oh, I might like horror movies. I just yeah. have to watch, like, good ones. I, I have to specifically find monster horror movies, not spiritual or, horror movies. Yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah, where it's, like, you know, for me, it's even less specific. It's not that I, like, l- hate you know, spiritual horror. I mean, like you, you do. It sounds like, but like I, um, yeah, I, I it was like, I was like a lot of these, like you know, franchise, big budget ones. I'm like, ah, this isn't. I don't find this. Sure, sc- I don't find this scary. 
Um, but then it was like, and I started watching good horror movies, and I was like, oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. I just needed to watch ones that didn't stink. It didn't suck butt. Okay. Yeah. Weird how that can change a man. Yeah, funny. I envy those people who can just watch, like, any horror movie and get some, you know, those horror hounds, those little fiends? I don't, like, I don't think they like it when you call them horror hounds, but yeah. Horror hounds? No, they love it. It's like <laughs> Horror Hound Magazine. I said whore hound, but yeah, I, meant, I know you said horror hound. Release the whore hound. Horror hound. Horror hounds. Horror. Who love horror? Who love the horror? No, horror. Um, <laughs> speaking of horror, maybe I'm going to see that yes. that uh, Richard the Northman Eggers the Norseman Robert Eggers Robert Eggers the Northman. I'm going to see that tomorrow <sighs> night. God. I'm- so I'm so sorry that you were here for Morbius for and Morbius. not that. And not the Northman. That does that actually I'm feeling a little pang of physical pain. Just yeah, like I figured that would that. chap your ass just a little bit. Um, you know, if I had power over these things, I would have in fact done it differently, but I don't I don't get to see it for like two weeks. Yeah. It's a living hell. How can I how can I be expected to survive two more weeks having not seen the Northman? The Northman. Norseman? Northman? No, Northman. North, Northman. Northman. Yep. And it's like, you know, it has everything you want out of a movie. Avenging father, saving mother, killing Fjolnir. Those are like the only things I ask out of a movie. Ethan Hawke. And it has all three. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk. That's all I Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Nicole Kidman. Anya Taylor-Joy. Bjork? I don't know Bjork? Like that. <laughs> no, that's how you have to say it. That's how it's pronounced in the traditional Icelandic. Bjork. <laughs> and uh, one of them scars guards. <laughs> one of them. One of them. Stellan? No. Nope, that's the older one. No. Alexander. I want to say Alexander. Alexander. Yes, great. Uh, Alexander. And it's good. And I uh, can't wait to see it. And I have to wait a couple weeks. So I'll have to tie myself over with ambulance. With at least one more screening of everything everywhere all at once I still got maybe with sonic 2 we'll see you know something to pass the time <laughs> <laughs> some something to while away the i have to do a podcast about sonic 2 next weekend so i have to watch sonic 2 that's in the stars that that has been preordained for me yeah just do it in the spirit of you know what caleb's gonna have to watch this so <laughs> yeah but you're gonna like it excuse you so. I'm not saying that derisively. You'll probably... You like the first one. Yeah, I did. Why wouldn't you enjoy the second from the same director now with Idris Elba? I mean, it's got Idris in it, and how could you dislike anything with that man in it? Uh, well, he's done plenty of shit, but yeah, he, he I is. like. But, like, you know, my man, he was in Cats. What? You didn't know that? I have to have He's McCavity, the mystery cat. He's called the Hidden Paw. I have to have a, I have to have a phone call with my buddy. He's broken every human law. Okay, I'm sorry. I do no. Hold on. I have to find you. No, please don't. I have to. I have to show you the Idris Elba cat. Please don't. No, 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 no. You have to see the Idris Elba cat. Is there? Is there nothing sacred in this world? No. Is there nothing that not I may since, love? Not since cats. No. Nothing has been sacred since Tom Hooper cursed us. <laughs> <laughs> He's broken every human law. Let's put it in the Skype chat, which is usually pictures of Lawrence Demille and Patrick Excuse Brewster. you. Why do I and feel I am, so assaulted? 
Uh. And I am breaking... I am breaking the code by posting a picture of Idris Elba from Tom Hooper's cats. <laughs> but it seems to be taking a little while to load. There's a special place Skype, for people like you, Skype does sir. not want... Does not... Please do not put this on my program. Skype's like, haven't we lost enough? <laughs> haven't I been through enough? Please... Please, don't, don't treat me this way. I have a family. Do not post the picture of Idris Elba. <laughs> okay, that one's not loading. We're trying another. We are loading up this Skype with this JPEGs. One's called, this one's called <laughs> Picture Caleb Didn't Ask For. Just don't do it. Throw JPEGs into Skype. Load up Skype with JPEGs of Idris Elba. Oh, in my cats. God. <laughs> So, Caleb, what you may notice here is that for a lot of the cats, they have taken the actor and sort of implanted them onto a cat that is cat-colored. But in the in but in the instance of Idris Elba as McCavity, they have taken Idris Elba's natural skin tone and turned it into cat fur to sort of give the impression that Idris Elba is sort of naked and covered in a fine mesh of hair. This is like that, Idris Elba if he was made of be, fucking felt. That might be what you're fucking looking at here, is if a pipe cleaner and Idris Elba had a baby. Yeah, I'm gonna have a... I'm gonna shove a pipe cleaner into my eyes. Oh, God, why did All you right. have to do this to me? Do because you feel better about yourself It came now? up organically! Huh? It came up organically. Did it? I guess it did. I've seen this movie three times. <laughs> oh, I am so very deeply wounded by this. <laughs> you took psychic How damage. How did somebody make this and go, this is a good idea? Did you know that this was almost in... animated? It should have been. It should have been like an Aristocat sort of deal. But they instead made a deal with Satan from hell. They instead of hell fame. murdered our boy. Satan, who you might remember from hell, he made this movie, and he financed it, and it, this is what happened. And I've seen it three times. Why do you do these things to yourself? But I like, don't know, it, it's kind of Does it feel kind good of eventually? It kind of, you know, sometimes nothing else makes sense, and Tom Hooper's Cats does. <laughs> I, I hope I never understand that. No offense. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> but I hope that uh, for both of us, we never have to venture to this dark place again. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Kev's yeah, like, I'm going to watch it this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to watch it twice. No, I have other <laughs> shit I got I to gotta watch. I got to watch Ambulance. Got to watch yep. Dark Man. Everything Everywhere Round dark 2. Man. Now, please... Uh, Sam Raimi's first superhero movie, an original character called Darkman, played by Liam Neeson. What the fuck? I'll, are you just learning about Darkman? Is this something that's coming out soon? It came out in 1990, my oh. good man. Well, my okay. good chap. I thought you were talking about Liam Neeson in a new... No. Although, you know, if those boys wanted to get back together, Darkman Returns. Francis McDormand? Uh-huh, it's the love interest. Oh my god. In this film, because Sam Raimi and the Coen brothers are like, they were best friends and roommates. Um, and uh, Francis McDormand, of course, uh, also lived with them, uh, as did Holly Hunter 
And they were all, five of them lived together in Texas at one point. Amazing. And I am not joking. And now Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand have been married for many years. Oh, I did not know that either. Yeah, don't, just don't, just don't look at the Skype chat. I am filling it with horrors, but just like, don't look at it. Oh, I've but seen, am, I've seen the Dame Judy Dench, Judy Dench Dame defiled. Presenting, uh, sort of in a, in a, in a sort of, uh, fuck me pose as a cat, but it is Judy Dench. You know, it would have been, I am uh, now... garish enough without the narration you gave it. Uh-huh. Uh, and now that's something Don't I look, can't wash out of my own ears. So do not look at the James Corden cat that I have just put in the chat. Don't do it. Um, I would recommend against it. God, is this? Can you? Can you? Can you submit mm-hmm. directors to the Hague for war crime? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, can we reopen some gulags real quick? Is there a way to process this in a mad, in a in a fashion that might please the Lord's Court of the world? I need help reacting to something, and it is uh, the horrors as rot. Honestly, most horror directors fucking go their whole careers without creating anything as fucking wretched and terrifying. John Cop- John Carpenter weeps <laughs> because the thing pales pales in comparison to to what. To what has this. been wrought here. Oh. Yeah, it's wretched. It's horrible. I love it. The criminality alone is just I'm Don't don't download that picture, Caleb. Oh, why do I have to download it? What is it? I don't know. Cause it's my Twitter header and it was not here. I'll just send you a link. Hang on, I got it. I got it. What is that? <laughs> that is is that Rebel Wilson that, in a cat dildo? That is, that is Rebel Wilson. And she has a sort of like uncooked naked sausage. It might be her tail, but it looks like Probably an uncooked naked tail. sausage that she's singing into. Look like a phallic. And then you might notice two fucking paranormal activity cats going down in the background there, creeping all over the walls. <laughs> like they're in the fucking, like Ringu. <laughs> This, has been my this is obvious. This is obvious where obviously where Morbius took its inspiration. Of course, Morbius fucking wishes. Doctor Michael Morbius couldn't wouldn't last a fucking day in Cat's Town. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Michael Morbius would be fucking. He'd be in the heavy side layer if you know what I mean. If you can't, I am my just simply. Well. Well. Oh no, no. <laughs> just listen. Just what if no? You've seen it now. There's no horrors left to you. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of, <laughs> Kevin. This is this. I'm there's nothing to left to fear numb, in this a life. Hollow husk of a man moving through the rest of the of my there's life. Nothing left to fear at this point anymore. Kev, oh, Kev quietly shushes me while pushing a knife into my chest. I don't know the words to that song. That was a bad decision to try and sing that song from I, Evangelion. Um, <laughs> anyway, great. Uh, now's the time for plugs. Daddy Host, do you have anything in this? Uh, do you want to plug your eyes? No, <laughs> actually, I have, a, I have um, 
some Nerdy Bits branded earplugs that I'll be wearing for every single conversation Kevin wants to have with me about cats. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I think I might actually be doing my interview with the, the game composer on Friday. We've been pushing that interview for a little more than a month and a half because just schedules and shit, which is fucking hilarious. It will be the longest gestated uh, podcast guest I've ever had on. Um, but that'll be that'll be fun. That's really it. Sometimes um, it be that way. New MC Dudes on Friday. Hopefully we recorded today, but turns out my microphone was put into both inputs. Ah! None of his. So we have to record again in the morning. Um, and then Oof. that should come out Friday. Talking We're talking about? about Morbius and Moon Knight, episode one. Uh-huh. And then who knows what we talk about tomorrow because we'll have fully joker fine. Um <laughs> And then what else? Shit. You know. The stuff. Uh, I do. I write about games and do podcasts about games. So just follow me on Nerdy Bits. You know, that's my only plug. Almost always, you know, ever. You know how that be. You know yeah. what that do. You know what? Um, is. Here, in legit, in I uh, no no cap. I am legitimately putting some penance in the Skype chat for my crimes. Is it Lawrence Demille? Is not. Oh. It's good too, though. This oh, penance hey. for my crimes. Yeah, there you go. That's nice. That's nice. You'll love to see that. Good old Rufus Sewell. What did he do? Rufus did Sewell. He did something I watched recently. He's in a lot. He works. My man. My man books. My oh, man. Was in, um, he was in um, old. Oh, about the beach that makes you old. Did you watch old? <laughs> yeah. Stop the fucking presses. Uh, that movie rules. That movie is. That movie's so good. The, the yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But the fact that it's just Cabin in the Woods Part Two. Yeah. Fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's 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 the movie old, right? Okay, under two hours. Again. Beautiful. Here's what M. Knight does. Came up with the concept, beach that makes you old. He thinks of everything you could do on the beach that makes you old, and then he ends the movie. Then the movie is over. Beautiful. He's like, here's a bunch of shit that could go wrong on the beach that makes you old. It goes wrong, and it's a weird movie, and it's crazy, and it's funny. When the fucking when they pull the tumor out and it's the size of like a fucking watermelon, I like leapt out of my seat in the movie theater. <laughs> I died and went to hell. I it was so good. I loved it. It was it was great. Oh um, god. It's you know Hell rules. When the calcium bone lady turns into like a monster <laughs> it's, it's great. Mid sized sedan? <laughs> Mid-sized sedan. Just woof. There are people who come out of that movie as like, oh, it's kind of, was it supposed to be goofy? And I'm like, there's a rapper in it named Mid-sized Sedan. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little goofy. It's supposed to be wicked goofs, dude. I just think it's insulting to M. Night Shyamalan when people are like, oh, you can't direct actors. They're so stilted. And I'm like, it's been like that in every movie, bro. That's how he likes it. That's the way he wants it to be. Uh, you don't have to like it, but don't insinuate that he did it on accident. <laughs> don't 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 do that. Uh, anyway, incredible. sorry. This is this is M Night Shyamalan defending hours. Uh, as far as my plugs go, um, I used to do a podcast for six years called the Puffin. 
publishing podcast. Uh, we recorded every week of 2016, and we released our improvised sketches uh, every month for six years. And uh, the final episode of that came out on the 1st of April of this year, the, la the end of Puffin'. Um, and I am very proud of, of what we did. It's very silly. We built this strange little funny little world. Um, and now you can listen to the whole thing from the beginning and there's no waiting and there's no stops or starts. It's, it's all right there for you. And there's just enough in there to, uh, get me canceled. If y'all want to, you know, pull those clips, you know, if y'all want to <laughs> go back through, I think it's, I have it coming. Uh, please. It's the best thing that could happen to me. Get me out of here. Um, and, uh, and, and that is done and that is available on all the major, wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to that. And, uh, the last episode, normally our episodes are half an hour. The last episode is two hours. Uh, and it also won't make any sense if you haven't listened to the other episodes. So go back, start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, you can hear me play Jane Austen. You can hear me play Mario Puzo. You can hear me play Matt Damon Grimm. Of course, one of the brothers Grimm, Matt Damon Grimm. Um, and, and so many other weird, dumb, little characters. You can hear me do my Patrick Warburton impression. A lot. Um, uh, do you like that? You better, because it's <laughs> in there. Puff, the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Oh, wait. Uh, and, and that'll, that'll wrap up our show. You know, leave us them five stars on yeah. the podcast app of your Smash choice. that like and subscribe. If you leave us a tasty review, we will read it on the show, as long as it is not some heinous bullshit. Um, <laughs> and and that will be good. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Greendale3. Uh, we don't have any other social media because I don't have time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, what would the Instagram of this be? <laughs> like, what, what would you want on there? We don't... If, if Nothing we about what we do in the is same visual. room. So, exactly. Like, it's I a guess picture you could, of a the, Skype the, call? Yeah, I guess you could dedicate you your that. life, I, uh, for lack of a better term, yeah. uh, to, you know, um, posting pictures uh, and making memes from the things that we talk about and, you know, uh, yeah. turning oh, those into just a constant wall uh, of nonsense <laughs> bullshit that no one actually oh, wants to look at. Yeah, but instead, I do that on Twitter, twitter.com. Uh, and you can follow us at Greendale3. That's the place Jeez. to be. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week as we begin Mythic Quest Season 2. The Mythic Pod Quest presses on. And we'll and before you know it, we'll be done with that Season 2. You know, it's like it's, it'll be five podcast episodes. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. Uh, and then who knows when we'll be back to talk about more Mythic Quest. Do you know? I certainly don't. No, we got renewed for two seasons, and I don't even know. But who if knows? They're, they're filming. Not. No, they're not filming yet. At least there's been no like public announcement of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, McElhaney doesn't have Ian Grimm facial hair right now, which tells me that they are not filming. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's my clue. That's my. I'm a sleuth. Uh, and that's and that's what I've uh, chosen to do. Uh, anyway, they, I don't know. They might be doing Sunny or something right now. Who knows? I know they're doing that Sunny podcast, and that's keeping them busy. Uh, Is that any good? Good, good for them. Uh, you know, they're three funny guys. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's it's you know they're they're nice to listen to. I haven't listened to a lot of it, but yeah, they're funny. <laughs> they're right. funny guys. 
the um, most non-committal answer to that question that I I'm sorry, it's like it's not a great like look behind the scenes or anything like that but like yeah it's funny sure all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know. They're, anyway sorry I'm, no, I, you're fine I listen to too many Forced. podcasts to even actually humor the idea that I would add another one so Same. I just I, I just added them, I just added uh, Austin Walker's uh, actual play Friends at the Table and I'm like oh, two episodes and into their world building and let me tell you Fucking seven magical. years of that, my there's, goodness. There's so seven many. Years. So many. Are you? Do you listen so to many. it? I've listened to a few, but I have not given it the full dive. I listened yeah. to like the first couple that are like rough audio wise, and I listened to the first couple of their like mecha arc when they did partisan. You know, like like uh, Gundam shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, yeah, and so I, I've, I mean to go back, I just, I just have not. Um, but, you know, it's on the long list. There's just a lot of it. There's so much. Yeah, so I don't know when it happened, but at some point I realized, like, I do love listening to the, the Adventure Zone, but I could use more. Uh, it's sure. probably slightly connected to the fact that, like, I've been, uh, I've started my own campaign again, uh-huh. and sure. I just want to leech yeah, ideas from people mm-hmm. um totally. and uh yeah so you know there's that that little bit but then i was like i have podcast time so why not yeah. so yeah now I'm, I'm just like oh you know what the other thing is uh not no no shade in any way but like no the waypoint podcast has changed a lot over Since the last austin like left, yeah. three years like austin left um robert Robert, good lord. Rob Zachney. Robert Zachney. <laughs> uh, Rob's doing different stuff more frequently. Patrick's doing different stuff more frequently. So, like, now it's constantly people that, like, are new. And I don't dislike them, but I don't know mm-hmm. them as well. So my brain's like, eh. <laughs> and you don't like Renata? You don't like Cardo? I like Cardo a lot. Renata's cool, too. But there's also times where, like, they're like, we're going to no, dig into two animes that Renata likes. And I'm like, I don't watch anime at all. So I can skip right, this that episode would be, mm-hmm. and not yeah, feel too bad app. about it. Mm-hmm. Or you're me and you go to the backlog and you're like, I don't really care about what they're talking about this week. So time to go listen to an episode from 2017. Yeah, that I time to go listen to, to Austin, Patrick, Rob, and fucking Danielle talk about like Danielle. police brutality and the election yeah. of Donald Trump in 2016. <laughs> the 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 one I listened to the other night playing Elden Ring was about uh, that time PewDiePie said the N word. That's where I'm at in the background. Oh of, yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, God. Waypoint. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that episode. Nostalgia. Um, great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my my uh, actual play podcast of choice is of course. Rude Tales of Magic, and uh, that, Never is, that is never even heard of it. Oh my boy, it is so funny. Uh, okay. but you know, yeah. I, I almost got into my... uh, Tales from the Nope. What's the Magic Ooh. Tavern one? Uh oh, I know what you mean, but I can't think of it. One where a guy falls through a portal in like a bar- Burger King parking lot. Yeah, and... well, that's he- Hello from the Magic Tavern. Hello from talking? the Magic Tavern. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's not actual play. Uh, it's no, just narrative. But it's set in a fantasy world. Yeah, uh, that's, and it the, is also that's the closest I got to getting into another fantasy narrative podcast. Like, I don't do any other narrative podcasts. People are like, you should watch or listen to Serial. You should listen to S-Town, um, which I get also aren't specifically narrative. But, like, see, uh-huh. I just describe podcasts bad. 
Uh, I have my shit. <laughs> like I listen to. Yes. I used to listen to Radiolab every week. Don't anymore. Uh, Jad Abumrad and Michael Crow, which are both largely gone. It's new people. I like Latif Nasser, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. Ninety nine percent visible kind of fell off for a minute. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't add podcasts very often, and because Austin is no longer on Waypoint, mm-hmm. I can listen to thousands of hours of Friends at the Table and get exactly. my, my Austin Walker fix, which is kind of what I've discovered I'm doing. So, you know. Get that fix. There yeah. you go. It's a, it's a thing. Sorry, we can end this conversation at any time. But I, <laughs> I've realized the thing recently that is, like, as we get older, the people that, like, inspired you to do the, what you're doing or what you're aiming to do start mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. Like, the McElroys yeah. both left Polygon in, like, 2013 or 14 because, you know, their podcasts were doing very well for them. Uh, probably 2015-ish. Um, Austin's gone. They left, left in, like, I want to say, like, 18, 2018. Yeah, like, where they don't even make Monster Factory for them anymore. Right, right. Um, fucking Andy McNamara is no longer at Game Informer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there from when the year I was born until last year. The 30 fucking years. Ha-cha-cha. Um, and then Austin's gone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, people start... So I'm starting to get to the point where, like, oh, shit. Do I, I, do I need to make moves so I know people or I, I can interact with people <laughs> that I'm inspired by still? Or do, like, is this how it works all the time and you just kind of join with a new class of people? I don't know. It's I think it's the latter. I think it's like, it's oh, you know, all the all the you know, Rolling Stone critics that you read as a kid or whatever, like they don't, they're not fucking there anymore. You know, like, yeah, it's just, that's just what happens. There are these classes, you know, of, of, of writers or critics or, you know, filmmakers or whatever. And it's very natural for like, all right, they were in and then they're out. And now new people are in, you know, and it's new ideas. And we're fleshing things out. We're building on what has come before, but it's a very, it's a very natural uh, state of being. It's unnatural, I think, to, have everything try to be consistent for so long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. It's it's unnatural to follow the same characters for your entire life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. That doesn't there's a there's a there's a organicness to oh things will come and things will go and it's okay to to stop when it's or it, you know, it's okay to stop reading Spider-Man at some point. You know? That's okay. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. That's the that's the thing that millennials I think need to understand the most is that like if you no longer like a thing you're not beholden to explaining to anyone or yourself that it's not your thing anymore. Like you, you can just, just stop. stop. You, yeah, you and I are you know we're 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 you know average the big three zero and you're at we're kind of at that point sometimes where it's like oh yeah this thing that I liked when I was a younger person doesn't really appeal to me now that i am a slightly older person yeah and it's pretty okay to just go all right tapping out yeah. see <laughs> you guys have fun you know yeah. that's that's me and uh honestly like the mcu i'm like all right you kids have fun i think i'm grandpa kevin he's checking out now but you you guys <laughs> have fun this is gonna keep going without me so you guys have fun um yeah, and sure. and that's very or like, or you know, like Harry Potter, which I have forcefully shoved down the toilet. You know, I'm done. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to not like Harry Potter your whole life, even if she didn't suck so bad. But 
<laughs> since she does, you could just say it's Peace. really easy. No one cares. Yeah, you're just like actually, nah. Like, I was I there saw, too, y'all. I recently saw footage of the Harry Potter game that's sneaking its sneaking closer <laughs> to its release date. And like for a second, I was like, oh shit, that looks good. And then I was like, wait, I can't what? play no. this game. Like, no. <laughs> Uh, I was like, you know what? This kind of rules. And then I was like, the Wait shame up, is Harry nah, nah. Potter. <laughs> Wait up. Yeah, yeah. I can't do... Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, listen, I was there too, y'all. I was just in my childhood bedroom for the first time in forever, and there's a bunch of Harry Potter shit in there from when I, you know, lived that life. But now I'm almost 30 years old, and also she sucks. And it's okay to just not be... As into Harry Potter as you once were. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, people get this nostalgia. It's like, Ninja Turtles used to be great. And I'm like, did it? Did it ever, though. Or were you young? I'm one of those people that is frequently told. Is this Ninja Turtles told... really worse than your Ninja Turtles? Is it really <laughs> worse than your Ninja Turtles? I'm one of those people that's frequently told by people that, you know, because I haven't watched a thing, my nerddom is at risk. And get out when of here I t- with that. When I tell you that the... Uh, the OG Ninja Turtles didn't do it for me because it, eh, eh. whatever. Then like yeah. it's fine. You're allowed yeah. to not really care. It's it's perfect. Not everything from your childhood is a sacred object. Not everything from now is a pile of poop. Music these days is so bad. Parents say, and we're like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> Why do we do it to? to Weird that like, every parent has said that for eternity. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's weird that that happens every time. I wonder if there's anything to that. Oh, well. I will not be looking into this further. I will. Introspection and navel-gazing? Never in my life. I would never once dream of of looking, of trying to gain perspective on things. (laughs) It's okay to not like Star Wars your whole life. When you go like, hmm, Star Wars doesn't appeal to me the way it used to, you can go, well, time to watch other stuff. It's like unnatural to watch Star Wars for your like whole life. Yeah. And be just as into it. It's like that that's You're allowed to weird. move on. Yeah. We all have our phases. It's okay. And you're not in phase four anymore. Sorry. No. I think Feige is though? The other Kevin is. Hey, I don't know. You know I what? It's time to let other Kevins take over. Don't know. Yeah, it's my turn. Let me run the MCU. Yeah. Uh, you want you yeah, know what I want the parting the parting message of the podcast to be because I just discovered yes. this. Uh, yes. I just received my second Moderna booster vaccine and I feel good! Exclamation point. I am still going to wear my mask and keep my distance because the virus ain't over, fool. Grr. As said on Twitter by Mister T today. Yeah, girl. Uh, the grr. best shit. The best shit. You know, there are, there are people today? like Kevin Sorbo who will have you believe that you should care about them. But then there are people like Mr. T, who's doing the Lord's work and perhaps better social and medical advice than politicians at this point. He uh, got his second booster? Is that what you said? He got his so second. He the first, sec- yeah, he got his second. Second booster. booster, not second shot. I was like, sir, it did you. Are you holding vaccines? But now I see that, no, he's actually ahead of the next one. Yes, trying to trying to do his duty, fool. Because he is an old man. Yeah, he's not young. It's one of those things no. where you're like, oh yeah, like everyone. He was on the A team. He was in Rocky Three. Yeah, he's not young. He's not a young man. Not a young man. Anyway, anyway. this podcast must stop at some point, and that time is after.
Your dinner party. Dinner party. All that great DP action. <laughs> X don't give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock knock. Open up the door and spell. With the non-stop pop up and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker wonder if you did. Damn right and I do it again. Cause I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I break who you sending me. You motherfuckers never want nothing but your life saved. Bitch and that's on a light day I'm getting down. Your stay was holding red jeans. Bitch, please, if the only thing you can't steal was came out the plate, stay out my way, motherfucker. Gonna rock, to be gonna fall, to be letting pop, don't let it go. X go give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. X go give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. But you gonna rock, to be gonna fall, to be letting pop, don't let it go. X go give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. X go give it to ya. This has been a Talkback Podcast.